We're already laughing, and the show is just... <laughs> Tell the good people of God what, why we're, we're laughing. Oh, my goodness. Um, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, I do love I do love pictures. We so are... many So many digital pictures get lost, and there's so much of, like, old school pictures that just... We just have to pull them up, and you're like... What is going so on? So what we at the parish, uh, the last several weeks at both, both parishes have been really wonderfully uh, full of sacraments. Oh yeah. Baptisms, baby baptisms, Lots of baptisms of babies, um, baptisms of uh, children, teenagers, adults. Yeah. Uh, confirmations. So we had Bishop Condor was here a couple weeks ago to do the um, confirmations for some of our high school uh-huh. kids. And then last weekend we had First Communion uh, for about 30 of our second graders. Whoa. Uh, anyway, and it's just, it's it's awesome. It's great. <laughs> it's great. So in between, what, we were, I I have this, unfortunately this is a radio show and I'm not able to show you. Uh-oh. But there is an epic picture of my first communion. I did like your picture of your confirmation. Why do you have a picture of your confirmation, too? Why not? What, what was the lady's name? Bernadette Lewandowski? What was her name? <laughs> I'm showing Father Carey my first communion picture right now. <laughs> With that giant blue bow around so your neck. So maybe we'll try. It's like, you won, it's like you won a prize of like best chicken at the state fair. Like, <laughs> like that could have been like something given to Corbin Lacey for winning uh, best in show for his pig or whatever that was. This picture... <laughs> So am I? So a little, a little, a little that, history. That, that looks like a, the blue ribbon on PBR. <laughs> so the I have <laughs> I have received uh, oh, every boy. sacrament of my life in a different diocese. <laughs> so I was baptized in. Uh, I have sacrament. a picture of that. I was baptized in Syracuse, New York. Oh. And then I received my first Holy Communion in the diocese of Stockton, California. At wow. presentation of the Lord Catholic Church, um, is it still there? Those churches? It's still there. I was there. I went when I visited my brother and sister. Oh, y'all went by. We we drove by okay. on Sunday. Um, so at presentation in nineteen eighty three. Okay. For whatever reason, the first communicants of which I was one, we wore basically like a white gown. Which is cool because that you know is like a reminder of your baptism. Yes, and gigantic blue bows. It looks like a giant bow tie. It's like a giant bow tie, but it looks like a PBR ribbon. It is pretty. Like epic. you would get something like that at the fair for winning like best chicken or outstanding. I won most dog. outstanding first communicant. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's pretty epic. It it's, is. It's pretty epic. Wow. It's anyway, it's just hilarious. So it, it has us, um, the, these, these wonderful sacramental days, um, just have us uh, reminiscing. Re- reminiscing. I, I have a picture of, my oh, f- oh, here it gets even better. Here it is. This is my first communion class. Jeez Louise. There's that's, the whole, that's the whole group. That's the whole group on and the front steps bo- of the church, and we're all wearing the white robes and the big blue bow ties. Oh my gosh! 
The, what, this is like Look 19- at all those future saints. 1985. Receiving the Lord for the first time. Wow. Not, no, not 1985? What? What year is that? say that? No. no. I mean, I don't know. How old were you when you received your first communion? Yeah. Eight? Seven, eight? Yeah, so it would have been 1983, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have a picture of me, like, strutting into church, getting my first Holy Communion. Do you have it with you? Black and white checkered pants. Where is it? Ah, it's in picture box somewhere in my life. I think my mom gave it to me in a little photo album. I need to I need to go back and track that dude down. Oh, just epic, man. Oh, so funny. The 70s and 80s, brilliant oh, clothing. Oh, my goodness, man. I mean, yeah, the 90s were good, too, with their vibrant colors. Nothing like... So, kids, what do you on. remember about your first Holy Communion? I... Okay, I, for the benefit of thousands of people out there, I have the worst memory in history. Come on. For con- people who have gone to confession, I don't remember anything and i don't remember much from sixth grade back i think i had like i banged my head off a wall or something a little too much from sixth grade back yeah 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 like i like sixth grade back is sort of a blur Uh, i don't have any memories of it i and so i don't i remember the church that i was raised in st thomas more in east tulsa and i remember this music family, the Winchells, I think, that played a lot of music there. The Singing Winchells was a religious praise and worship the band. Winchels. And like the Donuts. But I don't remember my first. Do you remember your first Holy Communion? I remember a good chunk of it. Like, tell me something about it. Uh, I remember two two major things about my first Holy Communion. Um, when I, there's a story in my family uh, that when I came out of the church, so we had just mass was over. I came out and I like announced to my family, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> and next year baptism, it was, and it was pretty great. And then I remember that night we went to uh, a pizza place okay. near our, our house, e. which Cheese. was called, uh, it was a local joint. It was called round table pizza. And this is Stockton. Stockton, California, uh, and I was given gifts, um, some of which were uh, <laughs> He-Man, uh, you know, figurines. Okay, which was awesome. I do have my first communion gift from my aunt and uncle, uh, Bill and Sharon Marcotte, who live up in Kansas City. I have this Sacred Heart of Jesus statue still today. You still have it. I still have it today. And well, it's in my see, office. You it's, do have memories. Okay, I do. I just, when you were talking about gifts, I was like, did I get a gift? No, I didn't get a He-Man. I got Jesus. Yeah, you you got more, uh, I guess your gifts were a little more religious. Oh, I don't know why. Or maybe I got religious gifts and I just forgot. <laughs> hey, did you get that? He-Man was more important. Did you get that baby Jesus tray? Is that Was that a gift? The one that's in your in your uh, room at the rectory? The what? The, like the picture of baby Jesus with the curly hair. That's called the light of the world. I thought you all just had matching hairdos or something. That we did have kind of matching. Yeah. yeah. That's big. And did you get that as your first communion? I had big hair at my first communion also. Yeah. I'll, I'll, post, the, uh, I'll post the picture this weekend uh, in honor uh Oh, the first communicants? Yeah, in honor of the first communicants. Oh, sweet. I'll, po- I'll post it. I'll post it so everyone can see what we're, what we're talking about. But um, let's talk about why f- one's first communion. Why, we, why do we make a big deal about it? Oh. Whether, I mean, for, whether for a child or an adult. It's, 
like a big deal out of it like you know like Michael Corleone throws that party for his son at Lake Tahoe event I'm gonna or? say something that may <laughs> scandalize you is everyone ready I've never seen The Godfather Don please shut this podcast shut it right down now. shut it down right shut now. it down <laughs> shut it down nuclear okay so i don't understand the reference so, oh anyway uh michael corleone has this big huge uh, bur- um first communion party at lake tahoe and his dad oh. sets it all up and stuff like i that. like in the movies and on uh like cop shows they always refer to a baptism as a christening making like christ but but yeah you you, re- you rarely hear that among Catholics. Oh yeah, you had a christening. Uh-huh. Oh no, we had a baptism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so why is uh, why is first? Yeah, so Holy why Communion? why do we make such a big deal about it? We make it. it, it I think it's a and it, one. It's a it's a big moment in your life as a as a Christian. A milestone. A, yes. a milestone is for your faith life because this is the first time that you receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. You know, he says like, uh, what is that? Um, that if you John chapter six. If you want life, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. He, you know, he changes the language. We've talked about that in the Eucharist oh, yeah. podcast of how that language changes from eat uh, to trogain, which is to gnaw eat on to and gnaw. Rip, apart, rip apart with your teeth, to gnaw on my flesh when they say, do you really mean this? So that moment that we get that, that, he, that life uh, divine life of Jesus Christ. We we received it, the purification at our baptisms. We were made children of God at our baptisms, so that this divine life can be planted in us. And and so that's a, uh, I think beautiful about First Holy Communions is that this is um, one of those great gifts of God to His Church that is gives us divine life and keeps us fed for the journey. Because that's what we need is food the, for the journey. I love the quote from Pius the Tenth, Saint Pius the Tenth, who said, "The shortest and fastest way to heaven is Holy Communion." Oh. I told the kids that the other day. Well, we were just thought we were practicing, and, and so I said, "Okay, I said now, guys, why is this so important? Like, why, you know?" And said they were, you know, they're so cute and they're awesome, and they know what they're doing, and they say, "Oh, you know, because we're going to receive Jesus." And I'm like, "Yes, that's awesome." And another kid goes, "Heaven." Heaven. And Just, I was like, what, like, what, tell me about heaven because we're going to go to heaven. And I was like, yes, yes. And then I shared with them my little quote from St. Pius the 10th, the oh. shortest and fastest way to heaven is Holy Communion. So it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Whether somebody, you know, I, we had that, I don't know if we told the story on the podcast, but you know, last, it was a year ago, an older gentleman um, in the parish who had been kind of in formation for, to become Catholic, uh-huh. um, and was dying. Uh, and so he couldn't, he couldn't come to the church. Um, so I went to their house in their, in his living room, um, and celebrated mass. Oh, nice. And he was confirmed and he had been baptized in another Christian tradition. Um, I confirmed him and he received Holy Communion and then... Uh, two days later, three days later, he died. Mm. So he received his first communion was his last and only. Wow. I, I, Beautiful. The only thing I, I, so, you know, I, when I was the pastor of St. John and it was like families there too. You, you know, are we, the pastor of St. John's. Uh, well, when there was families, I, uh, uh, when there's families. Oh, like, I get the distinction. Yes. The, the distinction is, uh, ow, I just, 
bumped you're, my elbow. You're right. Yeah, I there. hurt my elbow. This is full contact radio. I know. And every now and then I just bend my elbow and then, <laughs> ow, this shooting pain. I'm getting old. 46. Is this? A, is this oh, a, I figured out how old our uh, associates are going to be. How? 30? Uh, Father Robert Healy is 32. Oh. Father James Porter is 30. Oh, wow. Young yeah. pup in the house. Okay, keep going. Okay, and, and so I don't get to see the reception of Holy Communion to little kids. I get to see it to college students who, I, I think we had 14 this year that became Catholic. That's and, awesome. And, and to give them Holy Communion to, you know, bring them Jesus and give them, you know, there's, some of them are just filled with like, they're sort of awestruck. Others have been preparing for this for a couple of years now because they've been wanting to become Catholic and they've just been going through the process. And so now they're just eager. They just really want to receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Others are just, their faces are covered in tears because they have spent time in Eucharistic adoration. They've spent time. Just looking. Look but don't touch. Yeah. And they really, and they've studied, you know, they're converts from other Christian denominations or they're getting baptized and brought into the church. And then also those, I think those, those reverts too, I get to see who are sometimes making their first, their second first Holy Communion there. You know, they, they've had a conversion. They've had a conversion at the age of 19 or 20 years old where they didn't give a darn about their, their faith. And they just treated it as bull honky, you know, whatever, when they were in high school, early college. And now that's that, a theological term, bull honky. Yeah, yeah. Bull if you honky. haven't studied theology like we have, you probably, <laughs> you, probably, you probably won't understand. It's a technical term. It's a technical term. It comes from the uh, Council of Chalcedon. Of <laughs> <laughs> it's in the book of Revelation. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and so the, the, I get to see them arrive at this moment of, Wow, I truly believe this about the Holy Eucharist. My Lord and my God. Uh-huh. So I, I don't get to see it from a kid, a little kid's perspective of, uh, you know, like getting them to, um, getting them all prepared for First Holy Communion like you do with your staff. I get to myself and our RCIA Catholicism 101 staff gets to prepare these young adults for the reception of Jesus and the Holy Eucharist. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. Okay, tell me about your confirmation day. My, my, oh, my confirmation day? Yeah, you remember that better. I do remember. Because you were that. older. I was, I was 22 years old. Okay, let me back up. So confirmation, so usually in the Catholic tradition, for those of you who aren't uh, familiar or aren't, uh, you know, just listen, listening, but, uh-huh. don't, but don't share our faith, um, baptism usually takes, in the average life of most Catholics, baptism takes place as an infant. Uh-huh. First communion takes place in and around second grade, seven, eight years old. Yep. Confirmation in the United States depends on the diocese you live in, kind of what age. I was confirmed as a sophomore in high school. Okay. Um, here in Tulsa, we confirm mostly when they're juniors in high school. Yep, yep. Other people, it's middle school. Anyway, so it, you it, missed it. Yeah. So it just you, give you, a, you were a slacker. So I always tell I always tell people my so I'm a priest of the Greek Ukrainian Catholic Church, which is the second largest of the rites of the Catholic Church next to the Latin rite, and it's baptism, confirmation, Eucharist all at the same time. Like the Russians, the Greeks, the Ukrainians, those Eastern Catholic rites um, uh, all receive. BCE, Baptism, Confirmation, Eucharist. And I think people are going back to that proper order. Uh, I mean, there's some... The restored order. Yeah, there's some historical reasons why it got flipped because people weren't receiving their first Holy Communion until they were like 
17 or 18 years old because of wars in Europe and bishops and deaths and stuff like that. Anyway, historical stuff to that. So I, I was supposed to receive it in high school. And apparently I think of one story and my mother tells me another. My story is Bishop Edward J. Slattery was assigned and there were no, there was the mix up of confirmations that year and delays and stuff like that. That's what I had always told myself. My mother, she says I was a pain to her. And I didn't want to go to confirmation I've never classes heard this. because what? she's like, I said, I, I take religious classes at Bishop Kelly. I don't need to go to these dumb confirmation you classes. typical Catholic school kid. Uh-huh. And so my mother was like, I don't, I'm annoyed with you. Just stop. She wasn't going to fight you. She wasn't going to fight me on it. So I, interestingly, every time I went on, I was deployed someplace. Like I was stationed in Oklahoma city for three years, but I was deployed to South and Central America and over in the Middle East. And, and on, um, we didn't have a priest in Kuwait in the desert. We had a priest like every three weeks who'd rotate in. But in Panama, we had a, uh, a priest at the Air Force Base. I was stationed on an Army post. And the Air Force Base, we had a priest, and that's where I would go. On, uh, and I, so I asked, and they said, no, you're only here for four months. We're not going to confirm you. When I got to Korea— That's enough time. Yeah, I know. If you did a crash course. Yeah, yeah. And so when I got to Korea, I had uh, that the local at the local Catholic church, there was an army um, uh, well, army uh, on an army post in the middle of Korea. There was an Air Force detachment there. And so our local Catholic priest was an army chaplain and then later a Polish uh, missionary, uh, Father Tomasz. Anyway. So I went there and asked the priest, can I get confirmed? And he's like, yeah. So I was in religious education classes with little kids that were being confirmed and receiving their first holy first I just holy had a, a flashback to the movie Billy Madison. Yeah, it was like that. It was like I was 22 <laughs> and these kids were like, you know, 12 years old and 10 years old. I can Billy imagine Madison. you in your Air Force uniform sitting in one of those tiny desks. <laughs> Is that what happened? Were you in a tiny desk? I, I would meet with the priest privately. Everyone but, picture Father Carey right now in a tiny desk. But I, sh- oh, I literally great. showed up and... That brings me joy. I walk in. I do remember this. I walk in to the uh, to the ch- post chapel there on Camp Humphreys. And there I started my religious education classes with the priest. And it was all a bunch of little kids. And I, I had this... Because in the Air Force, you can just kind of do whatever you want with your uniforms and stuff. like That's more like a Fortune 500 company than it is really the military. And so parents were sort of like, who is this guy? Because they were all Army, and I was Air Force. And there was only a few of us Air Force Catholics on the, on the post. And so it was a, a funny like relationship between the families and me because you know I was 20 two years old and they were like, you know, late twenties, early. How do you do fellow kids? Yeah. Like, why is this guy in here? Like, "Ah, I'm getting confirmed. So I do remember it. Mom, there's a strange man in my religious education class. (laughs) (laughs) So our, our Bishop who confirmed me was a white guy who was a missionary to Korea and was a Bishop there. But people like the Korean ladies that I knew that would speak to him in Korean and Hongul, they like, they said, like, 
he speaks like a native Korean. His wow. Korean is so him. perfect. So uh, that's what I got confirmed. And I so was, you were how old? I was 22. Wow. And that really lit up my faith life. I tell you, I, the, there was a monumental change from the sacrament of confirmation because I started going to daily mass within a year. And when, when I moved to Langley, started going to daily mass there. And I started discerning the vocation to the priesthood super quick. The, the Holy Spirit just started wrecking stuff in my life and get me right on the right, uh, getting Came on the right in like path. like a wrecking ball. Came <laughs> in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, what? Uh, tell me about your. Oh, <laughs> and my confirmation sponsor was a rando jag lawyer. Really? Yeah, judge You're advocate not still general, in touch? an army jag lawyer who I have no idea what her name is. She never spoke to me before and never spoke to me after. I That's just needed, hilarious. I just needed a confirmation sponsor. I have no idea what her name is, but she's probably. I mean, she's got to be retired army or a lawyer right now. Thank someplace. you, whoever you are. Uh, I probably need to see my baptismal, my sacramental records yeah. from the Air Force, and figure yeah. out who that person is. And call wouldn't them it up. be in your records at St. Thomas More in Tulsa? Yeah, but I don't know if my compromise. Oh, oh, your yeah, sponsor. Yeah, yeah I'd have you to can write up. to the, our military archdiocese. I, can, I think you can download those things now. They're sort of uploaded oh. on digital. Wow. Uh -huh. So okay. I do remember my confirmation a lot at the post chapel at Camp Humphrey's like Army Post in near Anjongri, South Korea. Now I to return the remaining portion of my time wow. to you, Father O'Brien. My uh, so I was confirmed when I was a sophomore in high school. There was a bunch of us. I remember my parish was huge and still is. Where was this? And this is in, in this was in the Livable Forest, Kingwood, <laughs> Kingwood, Texas. I thought it was called King Hood. King, it's the the wood, man. Oh, don't, oh. don't mess with us. Okay, sorry. We're like a gang. Is this a uh, Saint Martha and Mary Lazarus Friends of Jesus Catholic Church? That is, is correct. It? That okay. is correct. So there were so many of us. I think we were divided up into into like groups. I don't know. There's probably twelve or fifteen in my class, and then I think we were confirmed. I was confirmed with like a hundred. What? Something like that. So the Archdiocese what? of Galveston, Houston is big. That would wear on a dude's thumb. So we had the bishop, which had, when I was a kid, Bishop Fiorenza, and then there were there were auxiliary bishops, and th that's who did my my confirmation was one of the auxiliary bishops. Oh, got it. Um, but I remember, I remember sort of two things. I remember being confirmed. We knelt in front of the bishop, um, and he takes that that chrism, sacred chrism, and puts it on your on your forehead. Mm -hmm. um, so I remember kind of that happening. I remember the preparation. I remember being like interested in it and excited about it. I think I didn't know. I mean, obviously I didn't know as much as I know now. Um, and I, you know, I wish I, I wish I did. I don't remember like taking the formation like super seriously. I took it seriously sort uh -huh. of enough. Uh, but then I think like you, when I was confirmed after after I was confirmed there was a distinct difference yeah. in the way I lived out my faith uh -huh. there was a, a renewed energy or maybe not renewed just energy for the first time uh, it was where I really started thinking about being a priest um, where I started to you know take Sunday mass seriously um, to be more involved in my youth group. It was, uh, there was a distinct change and this was years later, but I look back, you know, if you sort of chart my journey of faith, if you will, like you hit when I hit 15 and when I was confirmed, boom, yeah, I'm making an upward motion right now. 
like the F twenty two when it when it turns and then shoots yes. straight up. Uh-huh. It was significant. It was significant. Um, the, the the Holy Spirit, you know, given to me at my baptism, was stirred up in me at that confirmation, and things changed. Give me things one changed. thing. No, I just took my faith a lot oh, more okay. seriously. A lot more seriously. A lot more seriously. Um, and that led, you know, I didn't go. That would it would, would have been ten years later. I was twenty five when I went to the seminary, but I just took things a lot more seriously. Um, got involved in retreats and and all you know and all kinds of stuff. Um, we started like a rosary group where we'd go up to the church and a bunch of teenagers and pray the rosary, things like that, which were never part yeah. of my life before. What was your confirmation name? Did uh, you have a saint John. name? John. It's Carrie John, John Wakulich. That's your, also your middle name. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. So I took John, John the Baptist, John the Evangelist, just covering all the celebrations. Now days. you're the pastor of St. John's. I know. And I went to St. John Vianney Seminary. Oh my gosh. I know. That's Saint, so many times. St. John and St. John the Baptist and St. John Vianney have been saint stalking me for years. Wow. If you don't know what that is, just just, <laughs> just, just, just wait around. Just, just send us an it's email when the and we'll saints do it. saints find you rather than you finding them. Yeah, yeah. St. Saint John. Wow, and it is Saint the the Saints of John. I've oof. Saint John Eudes, no Saint John Damascene, <laughs> Saint John no no, oh. no. But John Vianney, ooh, so good. Saint John Vianney, uh, John, the John the Baptist, and John the Baptist. Uh-huh, wow. Those three have been really monumental. What's your uh, confirmation? My confirmation uh, saint is Dominic. Do- Dominic the donkey. Dominic de Guzman. <laughs> Dominic, Dominic who? Saint Dominic. Is it the founder of the Dominican? Yes. Oh. So I, uh, when we we were had we had to we had to find a saint. So in the Catholic tradition, typically when you're confirmed, you have a saint uh-huh. sort of attached to you. Um, so some of the saints, it was great when when our, our we had uh, our 19 kids who were confirmed the other day. Um, like some great names in there. Uh, any odd ones jump out at you? Uh, there weren't any odd ones. But like, I mean, Ignatius of Loyola made it in there. Mm-hmm. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Is that a patron saint? Uh, yeah, Mary. Mary de Guadalupe? Our Lady of Guadalupe, heck yeah. San Juan de los Lagos. Oh, yeah. Um, there were, oh my gosh, there were so many good <laughs> how come ones. I didn't, how come, St. John of the Lake, that's, a, that's, that's a kind good of a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's like Father yeah. John Grant, he loves the lake. We should call him Juan de los Lagos. Juan de los Lagos, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down, that's so funny. <laughs> Uh, so I remember looking up like different saints and I found, I liked the name Dominic. Like I, I just liked the way it sounded and that made me like look him up more. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. It's one of those, I mean, Saint Stalking, talk about it. Like, I mean, I'm not a Dominican, but the, the, the Saint Dominic founded a, a, an order, religious order called the Dominicans. And if you look at it, when a Dominican writes their name or you address an envelope or something, uh-huh. it's, you know, Father, we had Father Gregory Pine, uh, OP is what they put after their name. Mm-hmm. And that means order of preachers. Yeah. And now, like, what am I? Like, I'm a priest and I get to preach uh-huh. like all the time. And so it's just awesome to have St. Dominic as a, a regular intercessor and just someone who's now you know, a part of my life. And I'm not a Dominican and I don't want to be a Dominican. Although I have unbelievably amazing respect for Dominican sisters and brothers and priests. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's my, he's my guy. He's wow. my guy. That's sweet. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah. Confirmation is such a beautiful opportunity, especially 
if you're, I always tell uh, religious education people, don't tell young people that confirmation is you officially becoming Catholic. It's a rite of passage. You're becoming It's Catholic. like graduation. No. It's not. No, it's not. Stop it. It's a heresy. That You are Whoa. a heretic if you're teaching that. Oh, my gosh. Because what does it Father. do? Father. Well, it, it violates. It, it, if you teach people it's a coming of age ceremony. Yeah, it's oh, not so, what it is. It, it's heresy because it doesn't tell you what the truths of the sacrament are, which is, you know, the reception of the, of the gift of the Holy Spirit and this coming alive of the Holy Spirit. So you're, if you're teaching something false, this, uh, as someone warned me one time, they said, you know, um, it's more dangerous to um, to it's more dangerous to teach something somebody something that's wrong about their Christian faith rather than murder, because and I said why and they said murder kills the person, but heresy destroys the person's faith and diminishes the knowledge they have of God and kills the faith within them and makes them wrong believers oh and then keeps them out of heaven. I was like oh. oh. And he okay. said, so you better teach the faith really well, Father. I was like, oh. Wow. Oh. Yeah, so it's imp- it's important, but it's not a, I think too often we sort of see it as like, okay, great, you're confirmed now. Go do whatever you want. Get involved. No. When in fact, really, you're. it's a sacrament of initiation. Baptism, c- communion, and confirmation are sacraments of initiation. So if you've been confirmed, really, you've just, it's like you've just finished first grade. Like you're just... <laughs> You're just getting started. You've yeah. been now fully initiated now to live, you know, the life of faith. Well, anyway, pray for uh, all those who have been confirmed and received uh-huh. Holy Communion, oh, kids a, and yeah, adults, yeah. and um, pray for us. And uh, we're going to be back next week, as we always are, 52 weeks a year coming whoa, to you whoa, whoa. from Payne County, Oklahoma. Have a great week, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. Peace. <laughs>